This episode of Is This Working is brought to you by Moo. Moo is the place to go to easily design and print quality business cards, postcards, and stickers. Hi, Tiffany. Hi, Anna. How is lockdown going for you? It's going okay. All the better for the conversation that we're about to share with you all. Yes, we have a really special guest on today's episode, Anna Newton, who is an online content creator, better known as the Anna Edit. I have personally been a fan of Anna's for years now. Um, I think I first discovered her through her YouTube channel, where she talks about capsule wardrobes, organization, and other kind of work slash lifestyle topics. Um, I also read her book, which is called An Edited Life, which is basically all about how to streamline your life and your work, which just feels super on brand for me. Um, But we actually first asked Anna to come on the show well before the pandemic, because what we originally wanted to chat to her about is what it's like to build a career in an industry that didn't exist before. So Anna is primarily a YouTuber and Instagrammer um, and, you know, content creator. And that's something that, you know, even five years ago was never really considered a a proper career or a career at all. So it's been um, really kind of fascinating to see, see this whole new world open up. And that is kind of what some of the things that we did talk about. But um, given everything that's going on at the moment, that sentiment feels even more relevant than ever. So I hope that the conversation will be interesting for people listening. It also just really lifted my mood. And I just think um, Anna is such a, she just radiates lovely, positive, great vibes. And that's going to come your way momentarily. But first, quick request from us. Um, We've launched a Patreon, which is a way to support us if you are in the position to do so. Um, We've absolutely loved recording during this time and we hope it's been helpful to you all. Um, We did have to buy some remote equipment and some software. So any donation you can do on our Patreon page would be much appreciated. And that's at www.patreon.com forward slash is this working show. If you can't do that, there are lots of other ways you can help us out for free. And that's by primarily helping spread the word. So share the podcast with your friends on socials, review on iTunes, always click subscribe. Um, It makes such a huge difference to help people find us. And now more than ever, we really need to help get the word out there. So thank you so, so much. And let's get on with the show. On with the show. Hi, Anna. Not me. Different Anna. (laughs) (laughs) Different Anna. Easy to remember. (laughs) How are you doing? Thank you so much for joining us today on the podcast. Thank you for having me. We were just saying I'm so excited to talk to people. It's really (laughs) exciting. Yeah, I know. This, um, even though we all already work from home, I'm finding this whole thing super strange. Just it, it feels like I'm in some really bad movie, like as in a horror movie. Um, but anyway, Anna, do you want to tell us a bit about who you are and what you do for anyone who isn't already familiar with you? Sure. Um, so I'm Anna Newton. I'm 30. I live in Brighton. I always feel like blind date when I do that. Um, and I'm an online content creator. So I have a YouTube channel, I have a blog, a newsletter. I've had a podcast in the past, um, Instagram, all that kind of stuff. I've downloaded TikTok, but I will never upload a TikTok because it's just, it's for the kids. And that's fine. That's fine. (laughs) But I just watch it thinking, oh my word, these kids are great dancers. Um, But yeah, it's not for me. Um, And I've done this for 10 years. So I did it for about two, three years sort of on the side and then ended up getting a part-time job and sort of working the two. And then after six months of that, ended up going full time. And that was back, gosh, about 2013-ish. I always get my dates wrong. Um, but yeah, my blog in March actually has had its 10th anniversary. Oh, that was my dad calling me. Sorry, I'll, <laughs> we can cut that bit out. Don't um, worry about it. It's all right. It's on silent now. Um, yeah, so this March, my blog had its 10th 
anniversary and my youtube channel turns 10 in september so yeah 10 years into this whole thing 10 years on the internet um yeah. congratulations that's a massive milestone um, <laughs> i think kind of the thing that um so i've been i've been watching your content for a really long time so it's kind of um so it's it's really great to sort of when you get to meet the creators that you kind of really admire and who you sort of watch quite a lot um and but i think the thing that I'm super fascinated with is what has it been like trying to make a career and a job out of something that didn't exist? Even, you know, when we were at university, this being a content creator wasn't a thing. Um, being a YouTuber wasn't a thing. So what has it been like forging a career path and sort of treading the unknown path? I mean, that's, that's a really unusual thing. And I think for a lot of us now we're in jobs that didn't exist five years ago, 10 years ago. I started my blog purely as a hobby, as I'm sure a lot of people sort of started their side hospitals as. Um, and it's kind of weird because you're, you're embarrassed about it. Like I didn't tell anyone about my blog for about a year. I sort of had it secretly on the side. I'd go around my friend's house and then go on incognito browsing to, you know, post a blog post or like check the statistics or do a tweet or something. I was so cringed out by it. And then I guess that's, that is kind of one of the harder things now is people still people I think now get it a lot more but that's only really happened in the last year or two I still have family members that think I have an eBay account um when a taxi driver asks what your job is I I like freeze I'm like oh, oh I just don't know what to say here I think there's that and there's also I'm a planner I love to plan and you kind of can't plan you do not know what is going to happen in the next two months three months the next year the next two years I never I never assumed this was something I could make into a job and make a living off of so there is that it is unknown and that's something that I still to this day struggle with because I, I'd love to know I'd love to know what my five-year career progression looks like but then I don't think that exists for a lot of people now so that's just something I've had to come to terms with. It's so interesting you say about being embarrassed and doing it on the slide because I think that's something that a lot of people who whatever they're trying to do when they're trying to put themselves out there on the internet even if it's just talking about their work on twitter so kind of being sort of less using the platforms as work themselves but just using it kind of to talk about their work there's there is that embarrassment and i've definitely had yeah. it and i'm not exactly sure what were you embarrassed about with the blog why were you kind of hiding it from your friends i was more embarrassed about the youtube videos because it's so visual <laughs> and even now if I think oh my word someone says oh do you remember so and so from school yeah I saw them in in the supermarket they said they found your videos and I'm like ah <laughs> I don't know what it is it's so visual and I feel like it's quite vulnerable I'm sort of putting myself out there and yeah it, it is even now I, I don't like people I know in real life my friends watch my videos if they say they have I'm like oh please don't like, please don't I, and I don't really know what it is it is just that it yeah, it feels quite exposing in a way. And yeah, it, I, it's still something that 10 years later, I'm like, oh, please, please don't watch Like My parents do not watch my videos. And I am so okay with that. My dad started following me on Instagram and it, it yeah, that really cringes <laughs> me out. <laughs> well, it, make, it makes you quite self-conscious because my family signed up to my newsletter and now I get texts being like, oh, it's quite sad, that one. Are you okay? And it just makes you feel more <laughs> sort of yeah. self creating if you know your like parents are watching <laughs> yeah it is and I, I can't really quite put my finger on why but for that first year I was mortified any time that someone had found it you know for a google search maybe they were searching for a product and yeah it, that first year was mortifying and I've definitely come to terms with it a lot more but it's still something that today I'm like no just there's other people to watch, guys. Don't watch me, please. Well, there's something about, there's something about, um, it is, you know, it is your work. So, you know, if my, if my parents, if I worked in an office or when I used to work in an office, <laughs> I wouldn't want my parents to be standing over my shoulder watching yeah. me write articles. Um, so do yeah. you know what I mean? Um, and oh, by I the way, love that idea. But it's true because, you know, and I say this in full recognition of the fact that I know my parents listen to this. So hi, mom. Um, but, you know, do you know what I mean? Like you wouldn't, you just, yeah. there's something about um, having your work. And it is also that balance where, of course, you're seeking out doing a job where you are really visible to people and you're putting yourself out there. But at the same time, 
you still feel a bit embarrassed about certain people seeing what you do. Yeah, I, I think that's so true. I also think culturally we're not big, like you have to do a lot of self-promotion to promote your work on the internet and culturally it's can kind of seem bragging or showing off. It's quite a difficult, like people kind of don't like that. I think in, in England. Yeah. And that's really not me. So my friend Lily, who also does this for a living always says, she's like, it's the weirdest thing that you've ended up doing this because you're not a super extroverted person. I'm not like a look at me guys, you know, like center of the party, super confident. That's not, really myself so she's like you are the most reluctant blogger (laughs) how did you how did you end up doing this but I guess it it was initially to find a community and that's that's where a lot of people start it was to find like-minded people and I found that and that's brilliant but it is just funny all the things that come along with it recording yourself editing videos of yourself taking photos of yourself that's really not (laughs) my favorite part of the job at all if I never had to have another photo taken myself ever again I would I'd be over the moon I really would so it's really strange but then it's that it's that community that I love and that feedback and how we all chat that I I do it for that not because I love having photos taken yeah I mean I I think that I think that because you know that that's something that um that's something that we found with this podcast kind of the people who've got in touch with us and we're we're building such a community around it and also something that um I feel with my newsletter that you know the thing that really what I have really learned about you know in terms of success and fulfillment compared what with what I do now compared to what I used to do in-house is that I just get so much more joy out of a reader replying to an email saying this made my day or I actioned something you said and it kind of made an impact and it's completely kind of changed my even my definition of what it means to be successful and sort of why I kind of what how I even find fulfillment in work Um, and it's got nothing to do with sort of you know how many subscribers you have or anything like that it's more about those connections Um, but so at what point, so you kind of, you, you mentioned that you were working part-time and sort of what, what made you kind of take the jump and what was kind of, what was that like into going full-time? So, yeah, so I had a, I had a full-time job and I was writing my blog on the train on the way to London. So I live in Brighton and I used to commute to London for my job, but so write my blog post in the morning on the train. And then on the way home, I would answer comments, apply to emails, and just kind of do the admin side of things. And then at the weekend, I'd take photos, record videos for the week, and then see that out through the week. I mean, how I actually got any work done at actual work, I do not know. And then I found a job that allowed me to go part-time. So I was like, great, part-time, I can do part-time on a blog, part-time at, at this um, job, which was sort of beauty editorial, which was actually a really good crash course in writing and journalism, because I'm I do psychology at uni. I'm not like trained in journalism at all. So it's great. Um, And then at the end of my six month probation, my manager took me aside and yeah, he took me aside and said, I either have to work there full time or not at all. And I just, I don't know. I was young. I was naive. I just kind of took the jump. I just thought, yeah, okay, cool. All right. I'm going to take the not at all option. And that was the push that I needed because I'm not sure. I'm not sure I would have ever taken that jump if I'm honest, if it wasn't for that, that, decision kind of being put in front of me and me being like well I, I really don't want to work here full time because I feel like I might be on to a bit of something different here and a new kind of career path so it, I, I want to like kiss that manager in the face and be like thank you so much for putting me in that position and kind of forcing my hand really so yeah it was it was a tricky couple of months we just moved to London in a postage stamp size flat that cost a fortune but I was really lucky that my boyfriend, now my husband, um, his paycheck could kind of see us through and pay our bills and stuff. But yeah, it was down to that manager kind of making the decision for me in a, in a weird sort of way. How, how old were you when this happened? I think I was 23. Wow. Because that's very young to take that, like to start working for yourself, I think. Yeah, definitely. And no one in my family did. It's not, it's not a, oh, you know, my parents worked for themselves or anything like that. It was, I was so lucky that I've had my parents' encouragement from day dot with this. My dad, bless him. He's my bookkeeper now, but he is my biggest supporter with stuff. And bless him, he was like, Anna, I think you could be onto something here. You know, you've got, you've got to give it a go. You've got, you've got to test it out. And I'm so lucky that I had that 
people and everyone around me was saying like go for it do it like worst case scenario you you go back to the job I, I haven't left on bad terms um so yeah it, it was super young but I, I was just naive I sort of didn't really know what I was doing but it's it's really interesting because I think um I mean for both of us I you know we both lost jobs that's how we ended up going freelance um and to a large extent still like the majority of what I do is still my old you know what I I'm trained in and just do it freelance, but I've also tacked on these other bits to it that I wouldn't have had the chance to do had I stayed in house. Um, and I do feel like on the whole, my career looks really, really different now. Um, and it was because I kind of got pushed a bit. Um, I don't know, Tiffany, how, cause how do you feel? Yeah, I definitely got pushed into it, even though I worked in entrepreneurial environments. Um, I think my family still, because they're kind of that they're, they're still don't fully uh, they kind of get it. But I was just thinking about how my sister sent me um, jobs at Amazon today. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> but yeah, so it's kind of um, but yeah, it's hard because I feel like a lot of us with stories like this um, talk about how uh, we were pushed into it, and we always kind of say to people, you know be more strategic about it. Don't wait till you've actually been pushed out. But I haven't, I very rarely hear of people who are able to do that. So it's quite tricky, isn't it? In a way. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, you go, Anna. No, all I was going to say is it does feel like your hand does get forced in one way or another very often. Um, And sometimes that can just be, you just become really, really miserable in a job. Um, And, you know, uh, I've I've very rarely heard of people who've just walked away from a great job and started started something on their own. I don't think I've heard any stories like that. I think you're right. It's always this you're being made you're being made to make some kind of like between an ultimatum really, or yeah, you get pushed out or you're made redundant or whatever it is. I think all of the stories I've heard of people, it, it's so rarely and and if it is a I've walked away from a perfect job situation it's because their financial situation has been very stable they still live at home for example or something like that whereas I was not living at home <laughs> but I guess I guess I was still very I was just very new I was very green I was new to London and if it all went completely tipped off I, I guess I had options which I was very lucky to have. I love that attitude because I think a lot of people um, sort of pretend almost give a false choice so some people who do have options maybe don't necessarily see it that way and then feel a bit more trapped than they necessarily need to, I think. Mm, definitely. How, given that everything up until this point and you said it yourself has been super uncertain for you uh, and that you haven't been able to make a five-year plan, how are you finding the current situation and the mass uncertainty that we're in? Has that helped you at all or how are you finding it? I think right now it is it is so tricky. We have never been, our generation has never been in this moment before. And I think, I think weirdly being really connected online with other people in other countries. You know, I had people DMing me weeks ago about this and what was happening in, in Italy. has given me like a heightened awareness of it all. I feel like I almost had the heads up because I had people all across the world kind of giving me the heads up which I think was sort of interesting I was talking to a friend um a couple of weeks ago and saying you know I really think this is going to affect a, a lot of people's jobs and a lot of things and they're like no no, no. <laughs> like no no I've got people in my dms like I really I really think something's going down here um but we, we were talking before we got on this call about we, we work from home I've worked from home now for many many years but it feels different and I I mean I do know I do know why but I almost can't pinpoint why. Like there is, there is no reason aside from the fact, you know, we, we can't really go out and the whole like getting food, blah, blah, blah. But in terms of my actual working day, not much has changed, but I'm all over the shop. I'm all over the, it's, it's so weird. My routine has completely been thrown out of the window. Um, and yeah, these, these things always teach you you have to be super flexible, super resilient and, and really thinking on your feet in terms of, new ideas and, and strategy you know me putting up content that I would have put up a couple of months ago is it's not what people want to see right now and it's not what I would want to see as a viewer right now so it's kind of being able to be quite flexible and 
I had to sit down at the beginning of the month and rewrite the whole plan. I was like, right, okay, what, what are we doing this month? You know, I want to do pub quizzes. I want to do more Instagram lives. And that's something that was not, not on the horizon a, a couple of months ago. So yeah, I think it's teaching me how to really truly be flexible, which is perhaps one of my worst traits. I love routine. <laughs> yeah. That, you know, the, the thing about routine right now is really interesting because I'm, um, I'm quite like you and I love a routine. I think that's probably why I've been drawn to your content and how I kind of found you in the first place. Um, yeah, exactly. Um, Anna by name, Anna, Anna by personality. But anyway, um, so, and I had, I mean, I did have really quite rigid routines and, and I think because I was kind of thinking, well, you know, nothing has, I'm not learning. I'm not having to learn how to work from home. I'm not, I, my partner already works from home anyway so everything in our house is the same and yet all of the things I normally do just aren't working anymore and it's basically taken me until this morning to finally kind of realize okay now I need to start I need to stop trying to do the things that I was doing before which just aren't working for me and I need to adapt and I need to change them and I need to accept that yeah fine I might have been able to do a full day's work uh, before now, if I can get a couple of hours done, I see that as a massive achievement, and it's been a real exercise in, um, I guess, in letting go of the things that y- you can't control, um, and accepting that something something will just come along that nobody could have predicted, and you can't kind of you can't sort of like bullet your bullet journal your way out of it, which is what I normally try to do. Um, so yeah, it's been a real, I guess it's been quite humbling in many ways, this whole thing and just putting into perspective the things that really matter. Definitely. Yeah. That's so interesting what you say about letting go of the, of the control and, and there's not really much we can do. We can all bandy together and we can try and help each other out. But ultimately, yeah, something comes along that's bigger than us and it is super humbling. And you're right, that that letting go of control and letting go of routine and accepting that we're going to have to change things that we were doing a couple of weeks ago are not hitting right now. And yeah, that's, that's a lesson that I guess in our freelance lives we haven't really had to deal with. It's a challenge you haven't had to deal with to this extent so far. So yeah, it's a, it's a tricky one. Yeah, because I think... Um because the thing I love the most about freelancing is that you can make it completely your own. And what I've come to realize is that for me, that's meant controlling. So controlling everything, um, which has been working great for me, but actually it's made me realize that that's only kind of outside of my work life. It's just made me sort of think, and Tiffany, you talk a lot about this kind of like, we're all under this illusion that we can control everything when we just really can't. Um, And it's been a real lesson for me that how true that is. Yeah, it's something I talk quite a lot about because I feel like in a way that desire to control things causes a lot of our unhappiness. And now, as you say, it's humbling for everybody because we're all in this situation where we can't control what's happened. And it's so bonkers and unusual and it's come from literally nowhere um, that I think that we're also collectively experiencing it. So we're also having a lot of compassion for each other as well which I think is actually really nice. And I'm actually having quite a sociable time because <laughs> I'm like, I've got my housemate now working from home. I've got friends calling me a lot. You know, it just, in a weird way, I think people are just, what, what's happening right now is everyone's wanting to connect. And that's nice. That is, you know what, that's so true. And that is so nice. This house party app that everyone is on. Like I was so excited to have my first Zoom with you girls. It, it is, it's that, it's that connection. Whereas previously, I was watching someone on Instagram live and they said previously, if someone would have called them, they would have been like, oh, honey, no, not now. <laughs> just sort of, you know, you push the phone to the side and you send a text later and you're like, oh, sorry, I'm just like, so busy. Whereas now, if my phone goes off, I'm, I'm racing to it. Hey, how are you? Like, let's chat. And I'm chatting to people for an hour at a time. And yeah, it is, it is, it's, we're all like learning this lesson of connecting back together and, and in a way and it's weird because we can't physically do it but we're all virtually doing it and doing it so much more than we were before it's it's crazy 
Yeah, and it's kind of retro as well. Like just because I it happened because a friend rang me just like without warning, and I was like, "Ooh!" <laughs> and then I started I've started doing it to other people now, and they're like, "The you can tell when I've done it for the I'm there first because they're like, "Oh, did you mean to call?" But then, <laughs> so it's like a chain of like we don't need yeah. to text before we call anymore. This is the new world we're in. Phone's going to be the new email now. Yeah, I love, I love it though. I did. I did that, and my friend went, "Are you okay? Is everything all right?" <laughs> I was like, "You know, I'm just calling to see if you're okay." And you're right. It's it's. We can all call each other. We don't need to text before we call. Let's all just speak. It's fine. Because <laughs> people people don't have to answer as well. <laughs> but it is yeah. it is it is true that thing that we got have got to a point where we think the phone is only for emergencies. So. Um, you know, every time, especially kind of every time a parent calls me, I think, oh my God, who's died? Yeah. Because um, we're just, we've just not, we're just, especially millennials who hate the phone for some reason, which I, I never really understood. I've always loved the phone. I loved three-way phone calls when I was a teenager. I want to bring those back now. Not that I have a landline anymore, but anyway. Um, <laughs> but yeah, now it's got to a point where we only call in an emergency or when we're trying to find someone, you know, you're going to meet someone and you can't find them. Um, so I'm really happy to have the phone back as a sort of an actual, <laughs> an actual tool to talk to people. I love it. It's like campaign to bring, bring the phone calls back. Thank you to Moo for sponsoring Is This Working? Whether you're a big business or a freelance creative or even just for fun, Moo is the place to go to easily design and print quality postcards, stickers and business cards. Now is a great time for design and printing so that you can hit the ground running when you get back out into the world. Lots of people will also be using this time to finally kickstart their creative careers. We've got 20% off at Moo for listeners of Is This Working? Simply enter the code ISTHISWORKING at the moo.com website for 20% off your order. We'll also add that code into the show notes. So speaking of um, connections, and I'm going to make a very tenuous link here, but um, you mentioned... Lily before who um, Lily Pebbles who is a also a YouTuber and content creator and a very good friend of yours um, what is it like so you you've done the podcast together and you often work together what is it like from your point of view working with a really good friend because that's something that Tiffany and I get asked quite a lot so tell us about your experience of working with a mate I don't know what I would do without having that I, I really really don't I think it'd be a very lonely and quite a hard existence because you just haven't you don't realize how much you lean on that other person for like we love doing projects together it's way more fun to do stuff together than it is to do things separately i'm sure you find the same with your podcast um number one because you you get to bounce ideas off of each other which if you're working for yourself and you're working at home the lack of colleagues and that lack of communication can really be a struggle sometimes an idea just needs to be spoken about and through speaking about it with someone who's on the same level as you it becomes 10 times better than it it would have just in your head if you were just thinking it through on your own um when we when we're working together it's so great when we did the podcast there'd be days where she was having an off day so I'd be able to pick it up there'd be days where I was having an off day so she'd be able to pick it up there'd be those moments where we one of us wouldn't know what to say and we'd go completely blank and the other one there's this psychic thing you have right where the, the other one sort of looks at you and you're like uh, uh, and then the other one chips in it's just great in that sense and ultimately our jobs are weird you know it's a difficult one to describe and she knows exactly what I'm going through exactly what is happening if I'm having a problem I'm having an issue I'm having a down day she is one of few people in the UK <laughs> that I could talk to who completely get it completely completely get it and obviously you know she's had a baby now you know we're on like kind of different like life path but it still it still is so so important to have that connection and we still often once a week twice a week pick up the phone 
talk through a problem that we're having, a job that we've got and we're just not really sure how to interpret the brief or we're struggling to think of ideas. I honestly do not know what I would do without that. I think I'd be climbing the walls. I really do. Do you feel the same? Nah. (laughs) 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 Yeah, I was going to say, when she said she was been calling mates, where's my phone call? I called you every day. You don't, I've always called you without warning, though. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, that, you, don't, you don't. You don't count. You're like a special, special place in my heart. But I am. Um, I know it's cute. Really. Um, but I think it's really interesting because I think how we all work is like this more modern way of working, and in a way that makes sense to work with your friends or people you choose or people who you maybe connect with on a more emotional level. Whereas like the traditional workplace is very professional, very sort of, you're not necessarily, you're not encouraged to be your true self and people put on a face. So that's why the structure of a relationship is quite different traditionally, I think. Um, Because it's something I talk about with people who work in offices quite a lot. And um, I think there is, I think it is that, I think that's what the difference is, if that makes sense. And I think, yeah. That, I mean, to me, this, the, the best example to, bring that to life is how we've been dealing during this during corona because every time we because we do call each other about you know quote unquote what I mean it is work this is our work um so we do kind of do business calls but the first thing we always ask each other is how how are you doing and we talk about what's going on and our feelings and all of that kind of stuff and boys um and um (laughs) And we kind of put all of that out, everything that's bothering us. That's the kind of, that's the first point on our agenda. And then we get into quite serious kind of like, um, you know, like actual business chat basically. And I've been talking to a lot of people who've been saying how they're really struggling right now because there's this latent sense of anxiety amongst every, amongst everybody. Everyone's experiencing this um, communal anxiety and some, some teams are struggling more so than others about how to deal with it because there's not that forum where you can at the beginning of the meeting, just acknowledge that everyone is, how everyone is feeling. And especially what I've really come to realize with what's going on with Corona is that it's affecting, it's affecting everyone at the same time, but it's affecting people in vastly different ways. And for some people in really weird ways, like, um, I've mentioned this, I think I mentioned this on the last week's show, or maybe I mentioned it on the Instagram live we did, but I've taken in a foster dog because his owner can't look after him. And there's a whole kind of situation around, around that. And it's a really weird and unique situation. And yet it was, it was caused by Corona. And for other people, people are, you know, people are worrying for financial reasons because they've lost lost jobs. Some people are actually sick. Some people can't see their relatives. Like everyone is having a huge, everyone is being massively impacted, but in really, really different ways. And I think in a traditional work context, there aren't those forums to talk about it. Um, so it's been really, really interesting. It's been, it's basically shown to me how important it is and how special it is that we have this dynamic alongside our working relationship as well. Yeah, because for me, always our friendship comes first. And also, I naturally feel compassionately towards you. So I always believe that you are doing your best that you can do. Whereas I think in workplace dynamics, sometimes or very often, you don't feel that way towards your colleagues. So I think we're really lucky. Um, And I think it is putting strain on teams in a way. Yeah. It's interesting you talk about that because I've actually got a friend who works for a huge um, like multinational and so many of her projects have been put on hold and you know postponed and she's actually been tasked with the task of how to boost team morale and um, so they're doing you know group zooms that kind of stuff and her task right now is to generally like cheer everybody up they're like what can we do like can we do competitions like I was telling her on Zoom they should, um, because, you know, you can put, like, different backgrounds on. I was like, you should do a competition where everyone has different backgrounds every day. (laughs) It's like, who has the funniest background? But they're trying to think of these ways to connect, like like the connections that we have in our working from home community, our freelance community, because you're so right. It's affecting everyone so differently, and it, it really does feel like everything has been turned upside down. 
I'm not a crier. I can't stop crying. Nice things, good, bad things, everything. I'm crying. I'm reading BC News. I'm crying. I'm on my Instagram feed. I'm crying. And that's really like not my vibe. But I know that I could pick up Lily. I could, I could pick up the phone to Lily. I could pick up the phone to Caroline, Ruth, other people in our community, and they'd be like, "Talk to me about it. How are you feeling?" They'd cheer me up, and that is such. That's generally one of. It's one of the best things about. Um, about being freelance and working for yourself that you do create the community that you want around you and you have complete control over that which is which is so nice although I have to say I do have a friend who I used to work with called Jenny and she is utterly one of the nicest people I've ever worked with and I still see her now we haven't worked together for about eight years and we meet up once or twice a year and it's as though it's as though we've we never left it's so nice so they're, they're rare but they're wonderful when they happen yeah, it's true. It's, I mean, this is something that I firmly believe, you know, this, the being able to pick your own colleagues is something that I really, really kind of cherish deeply. Um, very kind of different question now, but how did you get interested in topics like productivity, motivation, all of those things. Um, I think that's how I kind of, if I'm thinking back to how I first found you, I think I found, I think you had a video about how you work from home or how you plan your day and stuff like that. So how did you kind of get into those topics? Was it something that you'd sort of learn along the way or how did you kind of come to be interested in motivation and stuff like that? Oh, that's a great question. I've never been asked that before, actually. Um, I, I started my blog, it was actually called Viviana Does Makeup back in the day. My name is not Viviana, my name is Anna again. This was part of the whole, I was desperate for people not to find me. Um, it was like the Zoella effect, you know, her name's Zoe, she added an Ella on the end. I was like, I'm just going to add a Vivi. I, I have no idea where that even came from. Try explaining that to your postman. I'm like, no, it's not my real name. Ah, ah. Like it, it was a nightmare. Um, so back in the day, it was just purely... Um, purely beauty that was it and then I sort of branched out into other ideas and I think the motivation stuff and productivity and life organization came along just because I, I'm like a nerd I'm a real nerd for that kind of stuff I've always been other people you know other kids were forced to tidy their room whereas I would look forward to it, it was my Saturday morning task parents would make us tidy and clean our room and I was like this is my shit this is my jam give it to me. My sister hates it. My sister is the complete opposite of me. But I, I just absolutely loved it. I was constantly rearranging my room, thinking I was in changing rooms. Um, really weird. I was, I was a nerd. I really enjoyed revising for exams and coming home and creating little booklets with all of my notes in. Like, that's just always been the thing that I've loved. And I, I think I sort of tested the water, put a couple of things up. And people really responded to it amazingly. Like, they were going down much better than my beauty stuff. So I thought, thought wow, if, if people are enjoying it, I really love talking about this. I'm just generally interested in it. I think I must get it from my mum and dad, who are perhaps the two of the most organised people ever. It's like in my, in my blood, but my sister completely missed that gene. Um, so yeah, I think it's just something I've, I've always really been into. But who, who would have thought that I could end up writing about it? And it, it would become a really big part of what what I do I had absolutely no idea that it would resonate with people Anna does that oh Anna Cod does that sound familiar that kind of being like that yeah yeah definitely um <laughs> like you I, too yeah I um I mean the first thing that I did last weekend when it became apparent that we were going to be kind of stuck in the house I was like great it's time to reorganize the cupboards <laughs> so yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, and yeah. <laughs> I was kind of thinking I'm so the same. <laughs> I was like I, I don't understand what people are complaining about there are so many activities one can do in the home um so um no I'm, I mean I'm making light of the situation but um yeah no it is and it's that thing where I always kind of thought that I always thought that things like how you organize your day I always I, I assumed it was so mundane that why would anyone care how I organize my calendar or what tools I use to manage my projects and stuff like that. Um, but I get asked about that stuff so much. And um, I just, yeah, I just sort of assumed it was something that, like, why would anyone care? But lots of people, lots of people, I mean, I care as well. So I seek this content out. So I should have kind of thought about that. But um, yeah, it's, it's so interesting. It's that, I guess it's, everyone is nosy and everyone wants to know what everyone else is up to. And they, people love reading a sort of a day in the life, you know, 
column or watching a like a morning routine video or something and i think that now extends to how people actually organize their work and how people actually organize their days well people want guidelines don't they but um i saw anna anna cod i'm gonna use your full name you on a forum you said about how something you have a structure but it needs to be baggy enough oh yeah yeah so i think i did um i think i did get that from i think i saw matt haig post about it the author matt haig um he's he talks about having the importance of having a structure, but one that's not so rigid so that it's kind of baggy enough that you, that it fits you comfortably. So that if you, it gives you room to breathe essentially. So if something slips, it's not going to be, you know, you don't stack everything up right on top of each other so that if one Jenga piece comes out, the whole thing collapses, um, just giving you enough breathing room. But that is definitely something that is much more of an art than a science that you know what though, that is, I love that phrase. Yes, it needs to be baggy enough. That's so true. I'm not, you know, regimented, right? This time waking up every day, I do a workout this time, I have my shower this time. It has to ebb and flow with, I'm, I'm a bit really big on your energy levels. Some people are night owls. I'm not, I'm a morning person. But if you're a night owl, why the hell would you set your alarm to get up at 5.30 and try and do your most difficult tasks of the day first thing? I really, really believe that whatever it is, wherever your energy is the highest, that is when you do your big tasks of the day. That, for me, I find my most energy depleting task is filming videos. Um, so for me, I will always try and do that in the morning. If I set myself to film a video at 4 p.m., it's not happening. There is no way I will think of every excuse under the sun to not do it. So I love that idea of having a routine and thinking of your energy levels. But yeah, you're so right at being baggy enough that, you're not beating yourself up if you if you're not hitting these hourly markers every day. I just think that's quite unrealistic. I know I know that would drive that would drive me round the bend if I tried to do that. And and like this comes back to what we were saying about control and corona and how it's forced us to change in a way because you know stuff might happen where you don't get a good night's sleep or anything might happen that can mess with that rigid routine and you can like beat yourself up if you don't um, respond well to it. Whereas I think now again, we're like being forced to have to be kind of baggy with our structures, which I think is probably quite good. Because again, it's that thing of like, if you beat yourself up and try and emulate what other people are doing, I think that's quite tricky as well. So yeah, I think we're all in agreement that like routine, but with a bit of a flexible. I mean, this is, this is, this is what, yeah, um, the baggy routine. This is what I, I really do hope though, that something that kind of once we sort of get through the worst of Corona, I would love to see more companies and more workplaces become flexible enough to allow that of their employees, because I appreciate that we're saying all of this is, you know, three people who have the control and autonomy over their days and over their schedules to kind of in, not enforce, but kind of have that luxury. Um, whereas if I think about, you know, would I, would I have been able to turn up an hour late at work because I couldn't sleep because I was worrying about something when I worked in an office? No, I probably wouldn't have been able to. And maybe it's a bit kind of, um, naive of me to think that, that something like that would happen, but it would be great if more, basically if more compassion came into workplaces as a result of what we're experiencing right now. I, I think there's, that could happen. I really do believe there's a possibility of a quite a major shift in workplace culture. And so I'm friends, I've got basically like three best friends and four of us. They all work in traditional offices. They're all currently working from home. And the, the talk has been, especially with one of them who's actually a residential, not residential, she's a commercial property uh, solicitor. She's saying she can see that there could be a huge shift in companies if all employees have managed to work from home peacefully efficiently and well for however long this goes on um why would companies have you know the huge outlay of gigantic office space if there was the possibility of working a bit more flexibly and other people working from home you know people are using video conferencing software for the first time and if everything kind of continues on it's a huge overhead that they might be able to decrease slightly through being a bit more flexible and allowing more people to work from home not necessarily every day, but, but she was seeing, she was saying there could, there could be a, a really big shift in, in office culture, which I think would be a good thing because like you said, it just, it allows everyone to look after themselves a bit more and, and sort of put that 
as a, as a much higher priority than it currently is. I think also, hopefully, it would. I mean, there's also a world in which you can save. You, jobs could be saved because costs could be reduced by make you know having a smaller office, encouraging more flexible working, and all of that kind of stuff. So I do. I'm really hoping that a lot of good it sounds horrendous to say this but that good does come out of this in the end um or at least kind of there are some silver linings um but also kind of on that note something that um this is tiffany's phrase not mine i mean i, 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 <laughs> do you, I, do you, I knew that was coming next huh? you, you go do you want you go then yeah, I think, well, so I, I say, I always say that I don't believe in work-life balance. <laughs> and what I mean by that is, um, and I think particularly when you have jobs like ours, it's a bit more obvious, but work and life don't exist as two separate things. I believe that work is one of the main parts of your life. And um, I don't, I've, I've always worked in places where you don't switch off. Um, you're always on. And, um, and those boundaries have been blurred. So the great example of that is probably me and Anna working together, for example. But, um, and I think when people try and almost like separate the two, they kind of have a tension. So I guess I was just curious as to what, how you're someone who, um, yeah, obviously a lot of your, you know, your work is your life (laughs) Um, and you communicate that. So like, what do you think about work-life balance and how you, whether you do like have separation or, believe agree with my philosophy like yeah what's your what's your kind of you know what you're you're right like my work is my life my life is my work the two are so 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 complexly intertwined I think for me I do enjoy a bit of social media free time um I do reach a point maybe like once twice a year I love Christmas Christmas is great because everyone kind of goes offline and my industry, the beauty industry, lifestyle industry kind of shuts down until people come back in January. So every Christmas I'm like, Oh yeah, I'm ready for this. But I think this Christmas I took two weeks off. Yeah. I just took two weeks off. I just didn't post anything for two weeks. Didn't look at my phone for two weeks. It was lush. So I definitely get to that point where I'm like, Oh, it's, it's nice to have a bit of a break from social media. And then I think when it comes to like life and work, I do enjoy an evening. I do quite like to have an evening, not looking at my phone, not looking at my laptop, putting my phone in the other room. Um, but yeah, you're right. In terms of sharing stuff, it kind of all all becomes one. I, I, have, I do have some rules about personally, like what I share online and what I don't. I wouldn't say I'm like a huge oversharer. Like if I'm having a shit day, I don't find that that's helpful content for me to put online. I don't get anything from that and I, I don't want to impose that on others I tend to reach reach out in an offline way to friends and family in that kind of sense rather than putting that online and I'm quite strict with myself about sharing family online as well so Mark my husband he he like loves it he's like put me put me in your videos he's like I begging lo- for it he loves I love it. your um videos with Mark in them <laughs> Oh my God. He's just, he's mad for it. I never have to convince him. He's like, yeah, sure. I'll, I'll like come in. I was doing Instagram live of the day. He was desperate to like come in. <laughs> but I don't, I don't really share too much of my family members, like my grandparents, my aunties, uncles, my mum, dad, my sister. Like I have in the past because she's wanted to, but I'm quite happy to like leave her off of it. So I feel like I do have to create a bit of a line of things that I'm like comfortable sharing and not comfortable sharing. But and I tend, I'm just like not one of those people who like reaches out. I don't feel the need to tell the world when I'm like, I'm feeling so crap today. That's like just not my bag. But yeah, I guess work-life balance is, it, it kind of all rolls into one. It does. But it's, it sounds like you have really great boundaries, which I think is key um, as well. <laughs> the, thing I, the, <laughs> the thing I struggle with is, um, I struggle with, Instagram, Instagram, especially being both a place where I go and consume and enjoy content and also a place that I feel like I have to put stuff out there for work purposes. And it's that kind of, when is Instagram a place that I'm there as a consumer? And when is Instagram there as a place that I'm a like poster or sort of, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) 
Yeah. Um, so how do you kind of manage that? Do you, do you feel that way or do you, how do you kind of like manage that? Or maybe, maybe it's just me. <laughs> I think it all just blurs into one for me. Like in, Instagram, especially it's one of those platforms that's become a huge part of, of my job. And pre, when I started my blog, Instagram wasn't even a thing. Um, so yeah, I think it's just whenever, if I, if I'm on Instagram, I feel, I feel like Instagram is in bracket, of course, work mm. because I'm either taking in other people's content and that for me is I'm finding inspiration, I'm finding ideas, I'm interacting with others, um, or I'm replying to DMs, which is a huge part of my time on Instagram, or I'm posting it to my story. So for me, Instagram is just, yeah, I, I would always kind of class that, that feels very work to me like I said my new thing is TikTok because I have no interest in ever posting on TikTok so <laughs> I'm quite happy to go on there and scroll and I'm like oh this is fun and different but for me Instagram yeah it's, it's too intertwined with with what I do which is fine like it's I don't mind that it's, it's mm. a bloody great place I spend I do not want to know that you can see how many hours you're on Instagram for I think and that is an analytic that I again I, I never want to know the answer to that <laughs> Yeah, that's the thing I've heard other creators kind of talk about that they have a they have a place where they go and they're just a consumer. So for some people that might be Reddit because, or at least with Reddit, you, yes. you know, you're, you're obviously you, you're anonymous. Um, I don't like for for me, I guess that's YouTube because I I love watching YouTube videos, but. I don't have a YouTube channel. So I think for everyone, yeah. everyone sort of has, a lot of creators have their place that they go just to be consumers, which yeah. is really, really interesting. Yeah, I like that. This episode was brought to you by Moo, the place to go to easily design and print quality business cards, postcards and stickers. Thanks, Moo. Before you go, Anna, will you let let us know where people can find you if they want to search you out on the internet? Sure. Um, I'm at the Anna Edit on everything, Instagram, YouTube, my blog is theannaredit.com. And I've just started a little Facebook page as well. If you search the edit on Facebook, um, it's a nice little community, like advice, organizational stuff, all sorts going on there if you want a nice little corner of the internet brilliant thank you so much for talking to us this was really really brilliant and such a ray of positivity in a quite uncertain and upside down time right now oh thanks ladies thank, thank you, you. Bye. thank you bye bye, bye. <laughs> yeah.